Hello and welcome to episode five of the Luminosity podcast. This is an incredibly special episode because we have Plymouth's Modern Mystic as a guest. Hello, Macy. Hello, everyone. Megan's also here. Yeah, I am. I'll just introduce <laughs> myself. Hi, guys. I'm back. When am I not here? Um, yeah, so we've got um, Little Lady Witch in, also known as Modern Mystic. It is Modern Mystic, isn't it? You did just say it. See, I'm crumbling well, already. I... <laughs> I'm I'm Macy Ivan. I am also known as Little Lady Witching, uh, but some would dub me a modern mystic. Okay, interesting. Is there a reason for that? Is it to do with your business? Bit of everything. So um, the reason why I would uh, I guess I put myself in the category of modern mystic is because I do I do a bit of everything of like in terms of witchcraft. So I'm an eclectic witch. I dabble in a bit of everything, and I'm like. I'm in the modern era. I'm, <laughs> I am a witch in a modern world. <laughs> so that's why I dub it modern mystic. Because not only do I have to do all of my witchcraft things, but I have to navigate um, this society. And, you know, from from 1999 onwards, basically, up until I leave this realm. <laughs> Would you say that, obviously, I mean, you could have been around back then in a past life, that it's easier to navigate being a witch in modern age compared to what it was like for our sort of like ancestors? Hmm. Well, I I imagine so easier in the sense of we have just so much technology at our fingertips. And uh, traditional witchcraft can really be changed and transmuted into modern techniques all the time and also we have access ready access to things like incense things like crystals you know before it wouldn't be a case of oh i'm gonna get that piece of amethyst from brazil because that wasn't an option um so i'd say it's uh easier in the sense of we've got so much more but challenging in the sense of that it's i don't want to say it's something that's dying it's absolutely not dying but something that maybe isn't as spoken about as times or is only being utilized as a trend like uh, more recently it's become very trendy to be a witch um and that is that's challenging because it's like how do you sift through the the not real to the real um and also people learning about witchcraft there's loads of resources out there but then on the other hand there's going to be loads of resources that are just complete and utter or frankly to put it frank shit and they're going to learn the wrong thing so there's also that um so i would say overall it i wouldn't call it easier i'd say it's more accessible to be a witch in this era yeah i guess it's kind of like there's different sort of issues with it obviously like you said trying to figure out what's real and what's not tiktok plays a big part in that i think as someone that's kind of learning all this now i don't know what's real and what isn't um but obviously back Me in the day the yeah i love a bit of witch talk um but yeah back in the day obviously if you were deemed like a witch then you were getting killed off so yeah different so sort of let problems me, um, let me give you i'll give a bit of i'll properly properly introduce myself right and i'll give a bit of insight into what i do who i am um because i think it would be good good for the listeners to understand and then i do want to draw a comparison Okay, um, but remind me of that because I might go off track. So... That's right. Well, this was my first question anyway, so I'm oh, going wonderful. for it. <laughs> Almost like you knew. Yeah, it's because I'm a witch, which is it nice. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said before, I'm Macy. I run Little Lady Witching, which is in Plymouth Market, and I'm a full-time professional witch and a full-time tarot reader. Oh, which I love saying. I love saying that to people because people are like, "What's your job?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm a professional witch," and they really think I'm taking the piss, and I'm not. Um, and <laughs> my everyday looks like going into work, setting up the shop, making sure all the stock's in order, like we sell crystals and witchy goods, creating spell blends, uh, reading for clients, whether that be over the phone, in person, because I read like physically in the space, um, navigating social media, making sure I'm sharing what I'm doing, going live once a week, doing things like this. I have lots of people come and either like interviews, newspaper, um, other opportunities, which I can't discuss yet, but are very exciting opportunities within the local community um, and all of that wonderful stuff, right? And I am able to walk into my workplace every day when I work for myself and not be harassed for existing. So that's that's the other thing. I think, you know, a hundred years ago, there wouldn't have been um, someone who could do that because witchcraft was illegal. It wasn't right. 
I think it was only outlawed, like actually, like within the last. Is outlawed the right word? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, maybe not. Mm, I think it was like made not illegal. <laughs> only within <laughs> yeah. like the last fifty years or something. Uh, so it's, and in some places it's still illegal, right? Fifty so, years, only like I fifty years like ago. I, I don't thought know. it was. I, that... I could be wrong, but I thought it was a hundred years ago. I don't know. That it depends where you're where you are. I think. I'm not, I can't remember, but I remember, all I remember is Googling it and thinking, oh my God, that's more recently than I thought it would be. Um, and like I say, hundred years ago, a couple hundred years ago, someone wouldn't have been able to walk into a workplace and do that. So I do have this privilege where I'm able to be very vocal about being a witch and a witch placed in a local community that is able to support and aid the people around her. Um, and that's also what I do. I'm a, I'm a healer and I, I'm a guider and that's exactly what I'm put on this universe to do, put on this planet to do. And it's exactly what I'm doing all at the ripe age 23, which I am quite impressed with myself was with, uh, and I do it with my fiance as well. Although he's not a witch, he's not even a wizard. Um, <laughs> but he is, he's my business guy that keeps me on track. He helps me from keeping all the crystals cause I would just keep them. Um, and he works really hard behind the scenes to make sure that although it's my face and my branding um, and I'm the one in the spotlight, he keeps me in that spotlight sort of thing. So it's definitely a joint effort. It's not just me. Um, and, you know, again, like that wouldn't have been something someone could have done a couple hundred years ago, uh, being the promoter of a local witch, which sounds a bit funny. Um, but it's quite, it's quite, it's quite, you know, it's quite a sick job. It's quite a sick job. I love my job. I do have some interesting interactions with some people. I think spiritual, like my fresh spiritual space, it draws people in and it can be intense. But overall, I love it. It's great. What would you say the most interesting experience you've had through your job is, if you can talk about it, that is? Obviously, you don't need to like disclose people's names. Um... Oh, oh, so much. <laughs> so, so much. Um, so... The most, I think the most interesting interactions always comes with my clients. And I love, I love my client base. I have a wonderful returning client base as well. And I've, I've worked really hard to build it out. And I would never um, disclose any private information or anything like that about my clients. But I can, I have got a couple of stories that I think I can tell here. So the most immediate one, which happened like a month since we'd moved in, right? There's this guy that rushes up to the stool and he's like i need someone that's been reading tarot cards for years i was like well technically i have been what do you need like this is literally a witchcraft shop you are in the right place i need to know what's going to happen at the end of the year and he was like quite intense and like i do future stuff so i was like yeah it's fine like he's not asking me things like people like oh it wants a lottery numbers if i had those i would be rich in somewhere else um (laughs) doing tarot for funsies so i was like yeah okay chill man let's let's go in and um, Tyson caught a vibe from him. So Tyson does this thing where he'll say, I'm just out here if you need me, which translates to if anyone tries anything, scream. Uh, because like there's a curtain in my tower room. So you can't see into the tower room, it's private, but it's also publicly private and that I'm safe because it's only a curtain. And there's always Tyson or another member of staff outside that room. And um, we sit down, we do the tower reading. It was awful. It's an awful tower reading and awful in that, it was the cards you just don't want in, in a spread. Um, oh, you the don't death want it card. at all. Um, no, no, it wasn't death. It was it was the tower. It was, oh. I think, like the three of swords and something else. Shit. And I was like, and I don't, I don't sugarcoat it. I'm very like, this is, <laughs> this is not so grieving, my guy. But also I say to people, you do have the chance to change that path. It's just the path you're on. So I do all of it. And he's like, this, this really resonates with me. <laughs> And oh, I'm I excited. Like, I was like, well, okay. I mean, fair. You know, you're happy with the tarot reading. Um, he was like, yeah, so... Oh, sorry. My dog is making noise in the background. Um, I was like, yeah, so that's not good. And he goes, yeah, makes sense. Um, I'm going to prison at the end of the year. I'm in a lot of trouble with the police, actually. And I was like, oh, my oh. God. And my brain, like, the devil in my brain was like, ask what for, ask what for, ask... And I was like, I'm not... <laughs> Asking, I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, uh, so because you've had a tarot re- reading with me, you get to take a little uh, crystal home for free because I've got like a little trinket tray with the crystals in. I was like, oh, enjoy, enjoy your tie or whatever. And then he left 
I was like, Tyson, 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 Tyson. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. He could have done something really bad. Like, and I, and I just was sat in this room with this guy. And, um, sorry, my dog is like, I call it love no, grumbles. Okay. <laughs> He's love grumbling in the background. Hugo, okay. chill, man. Um, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, like, about about the situation here. And Tyson's like, well, it's fine now. Like, he's gone. Like, don't stress about it. Um, and then he came back 45 minutes later for a receipt. And I was like, honey, you can't get a refund. Like, what are you going to do? Read for me. That's not how this shit works. So that was, <laughs> that was interesting. And that was literally in the first week. Uh, no, first month, sorry, of of being in the business I think so I was oh still God. really finding my feet with clients and really figuring out how to navigate things and I was like that shit's intense I <laughs> I didn't enjoy it one bit basically no. um and then I had oh I had one woman try and accuse me of diagnosing her which was really weird she diagnosing was, um, her of what being crazy which I never said <laughs> to her. I thought you meant yeah, like but- an illness no i so i really like family people i don't read for fertility i don't read for health and i won't read for like law problems like mm-hmm. if someone was going to court and was like i'm gonna win the court case i don't, i avoid that um because i've got like my qualms with it i think there are some things as a professional until i feel really certified to do that i should not do so um she turns up and she's like, oh, what about your tarot readings? And I was like, oh, if you look through the menu, you can have a look at what I do. We were really busy. We were packed that day, okay? So I I think it was like 12 and we'd opened at 10. I had already read. Well, I'd just been in my room reading, so I'd had multiple clients already. And I was like, yeah, look through the menu, get back to me, blah, blah, blah. She looks through the menu. She's like, I don't understand any of this. So I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll explain to you. Some people just need a bit of extra explaining. Um, and she's like, so can't I just have all of it? And I was like, that's not, no, that's not how this works. Like, and the reason why I've got a set menu because it helps people choose. If people don't know how to like, whether they've had readings before or like what to ask, helps people choose. So I explained it again. And she was like, well, I, you told my friend she was going to win the lottery. And I said, no, I would never have said that to anyone because that's not <laughs> that's not what I do. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a bit odd, and I was like, she was she was jarring me. She she kept asking, asking. She goes, oh, I just wish there was someone here to explain it all to me. And I was thinking, I am, I am explaining it all to you. <laughs> then I tried sending her away, and she wouldn't go. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe you're not in the right headspace for a tarot reading. She's like, no, 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 I need it. I need the hurrying now. And at this point, I was um still you know. I was suffering from people pleasing. So I wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't really asserting myself very well. And um, I was like, fine, like come in the room. So she paid for like a six card reading or whatever. And um, I read for her and the crux of the reading was that she just needed some extra emotional support and was like not looking for it in the right places or whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't that deep. But it makes sense yeah. considering how she was being. And then she was like, I don't get it. And I was like, I re explained <laughs> it. And she's like, I still don't get it. And I was like, I can make some notes for you. She's like, no, no, no. I really don't understand any of this. And I was like, <laughs> and then and then before I can say anything else, she says again the phrase, I wish there was someone here to explain it all to me. And I was like, oh my God. And I never I never lose my rag with people. I really am so <laughs> calm. But this lady was pushing me. She was a lesson from the universe. Uh, although I'm not sure what I learned because she just got under my skin. Um, to not be a people pleaser, to assert yourself, yeah, that's probably what you learned. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, if you're not satisfied with the reading today, I can give you a refund. I've never offered anyone a refund, okay? And she was like, are you saying I'm mentally ill? And I was like, whoa, this is this is this is taking a segue, okay? You've segued. And I didn't say that to her, but I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. And she was like, are you telling me I shouldn't be marrying the man I'm going to marry? And I was like, this is another personal, I was thinking, this is another personal problem you have not brought up to me. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. She was like, tell me not to marry him. And I was like, I, I can't tell you not to marry this man, okay? Um, she was really not having like any of it. And it was really just, oh my God, infuriating. And then she's like, I need some crystals. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, Tyson and Lissy, my, my fiance, my lovely member of staff, I was like, they'll sort you out go outside they'll sort you out and she got outside she stands in the middle of the shop and she was like 
If I come back and you recognise me, you can read for me again. And then she barged out the doors and left the doors open. And I always keep, well, I say doors, it's a gate. I always keep the gate shut because I've got the dog. Um, <laughs> and she has since floated around my shop. And I just keep repeating the same thing in my head of what I'm going to say to her. I'm just going to clear my throat and I'm just going to say, I don't think I'm the right tarot reader for you. And then she'll say, is there anyone else that will read for me? And I won't suggest any of my friends. I will have to find a tarot reader I don't like and send them to them. Yeah. The tarot reader I don't like, which I will send her to. <laughs> oh my gosh. She That's a personal intense. grievance. But yeah. oh my God, do you know what? I've never, I was shell shocked after actually. Yeah, it was a really it, intense experience. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I did have a guy hit on me once as well, but that was just wildly inappropriate. Yeah, nothing mm, too yeah. crazy, but inappropriate in the workplace. Inappropriate, yeah. He gave me his business card, which just had like a photo on it and like his first of him. name. And he, yeah, and he, oh. um, he wouldn't tell me what he did for work. I was like, what do you work as? And he was like, I'll work for myself. That's all you need to know. And I was like, I... I do not. I do not want to be here. <laughs> Wait. So on the business card, it didn't actually say what his job was. Just his name, number, and face. It was. Um, well, no. It was a photo of an animal, and I, I can't remember the animal. I think it was like a tiger or something. And, okay. Um, it was literally like his first name and his number. I don't know what I did with that card. Actually, I found it like a month later in my wallet, and I was like, I don't know why this is in my wallet. I didn't know what to do with it. I don't <laughs> want it. Like I, you know, I'm yeah. happily engaged, and that's that would not woo me over. Um, so <laughs> I, I must have binned it, but yeah, that was that was inappropriate. But other, those those are my top three offenders. Top three. Top well, that three was offenders. really interesting. Thank <laughs> you. I want to know what the guy did to end up going to prison. If he did go to prison, I've got so many questions. I think um, I've been looking in a Plymouth Live to see because <laughs> they've got the um, oh he went to gosh. prison this month. So I had a look, but I've not seen him there. So he couldn't we'll have, have done something that bad, out. surely. Unless, no. he'd, unless he'd already been charged and he was waiting sentencing, so he didn't well, yeah. know how long oh, he was going God. for and if it's i think they they only publish magistrate stuff in those and like really low level crown court stuff if it's something a bit higher they tend not to sorry i was just jumping in there with a really no 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 that's all good like because i've actually while you guys have been talking i've actually been doing a bit of researching about um because it's actually something i've been interested in in about the um the laws surrounding witchcraft and it was you are you are slightly right but you're also incredibly off by your 100 years of it being outlawed it was outlawed sorry it was uh it was repealed the law against witchcraft was repealed in 1736 so you could be a practicing oh. witch after that but you were still be able to be fined or imprisoned for people who claim to have magical powers but uh, then a hundred years later in 1824 parliament passed something called the vagrancy act which is technically still ongoing for homeless people and if you performed any fortune telling astrology or spiritualism you could become punished and that wasn't actually fully repealed until this year shit like Jeez. parts of it have been repealed so i can't find out when those actual things like like the art of being a fortune teller was repealed that could have been 20 30 years ago but the actual vagrancy act has is is being re- well was repealed late last year so it's still being repealed right now so Oh my wow. god! I just wanted That's... to throw in a little bit. Of no, history. I love a little fact there. Thank you. Because there was also a in 1951 there was a fraudulent mediums act. So if you were a medium and you were found to be fraudulent, it was a separate offence, and that was repealed in 2008. Wow, that's interesting. That is mm. that is really interesting. Because I wonder, I wonder if I saw maybe some American laws as well. I just remember that feeling of like, this seems to be really recent. But I suppose yeah. the law is, um, laws are crazy and how they repeal them is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on, I had a question. Can you, I, a... I have a question as well. I had <laughs> a question, but it's gone. Question? So... Oh, okay. Well, that's Wait, what's the out. question? Um, well, I was just going to ask you, Macy, if you could maybe like give us a little bit of um, a background into your first spiritual experience. Like, when did you know that you were a witch um, or like had, like were spiritual? Um, I don't know if you've heard mine and Josh's first episode, but we talked about our experiences. Um, I I think I always knew. Josh, I can't remember what you said now, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been spiritual since I was very young. Very young. Yeah, since birth. Um, <laughs> since I came out. 
Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what you said, I think. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to know what your sort of first spiritual experiences were. So, which came many, much, like many years later, right? Okay, firstly, being a witch came many years later. But um, I have had spiritual experiences since I can remember. I've always spoken to the spirits. Um, I used to live in this Victorian house, this like very, very big Victorian house um, that was a slaughterhouse before then. So we had lots of bones like in the house, in the garden, but they were animal bones. So kind of less creepy. Um, And that place was haunted as fuck like my mom used to do this thing where she'd be like everyone's welcome everyone's welcome to come hang out uh which was ridiculous because everyone fucking did and we had ghosts everywhere um it was crawling with the ghouls and i used to have many interactions i can't remember the earliest one um there was a spirit that used to hang out on the stairs by my room and she was a little girl but she always really freaked me out i didn't like her a lot and um, we had, I remember really vividly, we had this triangle window at the top of the stairs and she, like, the light would come through and the shadow that she created was like a triangle. So I always used to be like the triangle girl on the stairs, which is kind of freaky. Um, mm. And then we always just lived around with them and radios would turn on by themselves, things would get moved. Um, it got worse when my parents split up. So there was effectively, you know, stress had happened in the home and this the activity ramped up. And um, there was always this really dark, evil entity that was always looking for my twin brother and would talk to me, but didn't talk to me all the time. Like I only heard him once or twice, but he would always say to me, I'm looking for Oliver. And I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, And that was always terrifying. That was horrible. Um, That was the worst. And that was the first time where I really thought like, oh my God, I need to not believe in this because I'm scared and this is crazy. So I even shut myself away from this side of me for years. Um, but everything, I was always quite lucky. I was, I would wish things and I'd say, I want this and it would happen. As I got a bit older, got to my teenage years, I moved away to college, had really traumatic time at college, really traumatic first year of university. Um, and I went back home one summer, worked for four weeks for somewhere was meant to work another four weeks, lost my job because I was like too mentally ill, basically. Started working at this pub, then I met this person, but I wasn't really meant to meet him, I was meant to meet his mum. <laughs> so poor guy, lovely guy, but his mum was really who I was meant to meet. Um, incredible woman, she's a green witch. So she started being all like, I'm a green witch, I'm into the my green witchery. And I said to her, oh cool, I'm going back to uni, like I need some crystals, some something to burn in my room, something, a candle, I don't care, I need something to make my space calm and zen and um she gave me a candle that she had made she gave me some crystals and something else it would have been like incense or something at the time um and i was sent on my merry way and then i just went down this like rabbit hole on the internet about witchcraft and also like hungarian witches as well which i need to get more in touch with because i've got hungarian heritage my grandfather was hungarian um and he came over oh uh, i don't know there was a war and he came <laughs> over here. Okay, I'm not good at the wars. He came one over of here. Them. He wasn't one of them. Um, it wasn't a biggie. It was it was one <laughs> after the biggies. <laughs> he came over here and mar- you know, married into my family. So I've got like, there are definitely Hungarian witches that are in my ancestor. And I know that for a fact. Um, and I started researching that. And I was like, all of this makes sense. Maybe I'm a witch. And then I like, came out as a witch i just started telling people i was a witch i was like guess i'm a witch now and it's stuck and it you know it's true because i'm a witch um and then i found out like there's aunties on both sides of my family that are witches the women in my family have always been healers or like people that guide and give um one of my great grandmothers they say that she could have planted a fork in the ground and it would have grown a tree like so it i have i come from this healer lineage lineage is that how you say it lineage i can't remember but um so i've always been one and then it sort of like realized a lot more as i got older um and now at 23 i'm the most aligned i've ever felt i'm the most authentic i've ever felt and i've never carried myself with such grace before so yeah that's that's sort of uh how how i got there that's really incredible and interesting to hear um i can't believe you've got hungarian witch heritage i don't even know if that made sense what i just said then um (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I'd love to know more about it um, if you do end up doing some research and if this does become a part two and we get you back on. Um, Josh, did you yeah. have any questions for Macy? Um, not particularly. The, the question I do have, it's a bit complicated and a bit conjugated in its reasoning because I'm like that as a person. So... <laughs> Obviously, as a witch, a lot of people who would classify themselves as witches at the moment are what you would describe in sort of religious views as Wiccan or yeah. following of the Wicca way. Would you say that that ascertains to you or are you a, a witch as in the very popular and the way I like to think of it, a woman in total charge of herself? Ooh, I am a woman in total charge of myself. No, I'm too baneful to be Wiccan. I curse people that wrong me now. I did start out as Wiccan uh, for like two minutes and I just, it was too organised for me, too organised for me. And that's why I'm eclectic because it's not organised. Spirituality has no balance for me, but Wicca did. Um, so yeah, I think Wicca serves a purpose for some people and it definitely helped me understand some fundamental, not rules, but certain ethics that people follow. Uh, but it just didn't align with me. Like, I don't believe in the threefold law. I don't believe that things come back to me threefold. I do believe some things will come back to me if I put that energy out there. Uh, but it just feels too specific. So I'm more a woman in total control of herself, as you'd say, and a lot more explorative with my craft. Hmm. I, I think that's the perfect way to be. I, I don't... Uh, I personally... I mean, we've spoken about this at length in, in our discussions, but I don't, I don't believe in religion which orchestrates us to limit ourselves or confine us in a set of rules like the threefold law of like oh everything you give back give out you get it back three times it's like well you know i spent three quid on lottery tickets i didn't get nine quid back it's <laughs> it's that it's yeah. that sort of print i mean i do i do believe things come in threes like yeah i believe find that. money in threes people die in threes like you stub you, you you injure yourself in threes. I always that's my biggest one. If I stub my toe, I know that I'm gonna get two more. When I went to Greece to see Megan, I bloody in the same day fell oh. down a flight of stairs, cracked me foot open on a boat, and then smashed me head trying to put something in the bin. <laughs> he did. Cos was trying Yikes. to kill me, and it's the bloody birthplace of med modern medicine. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Only happens to you. Um, well, I think because I kind of grew up because my mum's very spiritual. Um, I don't know if she would particularly identify as Wiccan, but she always like told me about the threefold sort of law. So I always kind of just grew up with that, but I'm very new onto my sort of spiritual path. So I'll figure it I out, think, I guess. Uh, I think yeah. at the moment, the thing that we're seeing in the spiritual space is, I think spiritual spirituality, spiritualism as its own entity is evolving beyond the confines of where it was once held. So like, obviously Wiccan is more of a pagan it's more of and and, and, and pagan is just sort of a, a sort of neo-christian word for any religion with multiple deities like Egyptian Greek they're technically yeah. pagan it just means there's more than one whereas obviously sort of the Abrahamic religions Christianity Judaism and stuff they all put it into one it's like there's mm. one god and it's easy to keep track of. I can kind of respect that. Like when I practice, yeah. it's like divine universe, divine God. It's just, there's one, but then I can hone in on a particular deity. If I want to embody that archetype, it's the same I get from astrology. It's the archetype that you get from it. Like Hecate being the mother mm. of magic. And actually in my research, really interesting, I'm going to throw this in. Hecate is also regarded in Greek um, culture as the mother of angels. Oh, I love that. Well, because I always think as well, when so when, when we would go ghost hunting, and obviously sometimes we'd have Vic with us, and I'd chat to Ty before I left her, and I'd sometimes be a bit nervous because we were going to all sorts of spooky places. And um, Tyson would always say to me, don't worry, like, you've got Josh and his angels. <laughs> and I would think this because it's like, we all have different views of different things. I love our eclecticness um, in that sense. And I think... Okay, I've got my spirits and my crystals. Josh has got his angels and Vic's got her deities. So through whatever way, shape or form, we're always protected. <laughs> yeah, you can't be thinking, you can't you can't be like, unprotected in that sort of space. No, exactly. Um, so you mentioned about um, kind of like the dark sides. I guess of like witchcraft so like you mentioned you've hexed people or cursed people um is that something you're comfortable to talk about because I have a couple of questions if so yeah I ask away and I'll share what I can share um 
so I just want to know more about it. I think because, again, for me growing up, it was always um, just like white magic, good magic. You put love out, you don't put anything like negative out. Um, there was such like a stereotypical view around that, I think. Um, so I'm just really intrigued, really. Um, so any experiences that you do want to share, I'm all ears for. Um, obviously, I know it's probably quite personal. You don't have to answer. Um but I just want to know more about kind of like yeah. the dark side, I guess, of it. I feel like that sounds bad me saying the dark so, side of it. But... No, um, so I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it the dark side. I'd call it baneful. Baneful is a word baneful that magic. works. So let's put it like this. Firstly, in the world, in society, we have laws. I don't agree with all of the laws. I think some of the laws are stupid. Okay, but if you if you kill someone, if you off someone, you get sent to prison. You get punished. When we have people cross boundaries in our personal life. Not that everyone has to be punished. And I don't think that because I do carry myself with a lot of love because I put love and goodness into everything I do unless it's up to a certain point. Um, you know, we have boundaries crossed and we have to do something about that. If someone killed someone and they went to court, the judge wouldn't be like, I love you. It's fine because I love you. I'm sending you love. They get punished. <laughs> and that's, that's the point yeah. I'm making. Like, they get that fucking punished. That is a good way to look at it, yeah. So the way I think about it, right, I will give people a chance. I will give people the benefit of the doubt. But if someone really, really wrongs me, that's where I draw the line. So I've only ever really, I've hexed less than four people. Okay. So it's not something I do all the time. It's really not. Um, It's not something I take lightly. And it's something that for the most part I've done with great help, depending on the situation, who, what, when, where. Uh, But I will tell you a little story about the first ever curse I did, because it's quite funny. So I, like I said, I was very love and light when I first started my journey. So good magic only, threefold. I was being Wiccan, right? And again, nothing wrong with that, but I was doing that. And then um, one day I just had a deep, deep feminine rage brew within me. And rightfully so, because the experiences I'd had. And I really, really researched a very, very bad hex for an ex-boyfriend. And I was like, I'm going to curse him. I'm going to hex him. And it involved a raw sausage and rusty nails and some other things. So use that to your imagination. And I put all of my energy into this hex. And I did this nasty hex. And I did all these things. And I was really, really cursed. Did the curse, right? And then I was like, cool. And I did it. I finished it. And I went back to being love and light. And I just, I just continued. And then it wasn't until I met my friend Victoria that um, I started, like, I'd always, I'd always been curious after that point, to be fair, but that I actually started just to explore a little bit more and look at sort of the different pathways and more baneful stuff um, and only use it when it really needs to be used. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't use your flare on an abandoned ship as your last flare unless you really needed to use it. And that's how I use that type of magic. Also, because it's really draining and I'm not going to waste my energy on like petty assholes. Like I'm going to waste it or well, not waste it. I'm going to utilize it on people that have really wronged me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. So I just wanted to basically just broach on Baneful Magic because there might be people that have never heard of it. I mean, I've, I, I haven't heard of it before I met Vic myself. Yeah, but Baneful Magic in itself, it's not... The, the thing I'd like to probably get across is the intention is not inherently malicious. It's like baneful magic is like, it's, it's uh, the best way I can describe it is it's like, sometimes you've got to have, like, you've got to go through a bad thing to heal from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like baneful magic is kind of like, it's putting a roadblock in front of you so that it makes you b- pretty much look at yourself. That's my experience yeah. of it. It's like, I'm going to, use not a negative or a bad thing because it might not come as a bad thing if you if you're practicing that but it's like using an intention which is not inherently how to say love and light as as i practice it's more you need to heal from this so it's it's Mm. but it's not i think the difficulty is, is it's not coming from a place of fear it's coming from a place of power and strength it's like yeah so it's it's that it's coming from a place of power it's not coming from fear so that's where it's not intransigently misintentional if that makes sense i feel like that 
didn't wrap itself up in the bow I wanted it to but it's just to give that to people that may not have ever heard it like you can be baneful towards somebody mm-hmm. which is just just yeah even if yeah. you just tolerate and, someone do you know it's interesting um in terms of like when people hear curse hex and stuff they assume they assume the worst and i think the way you've just put it josh is really nice because it makes a lot of sense like especially energetically how you speak about it i think you really really articulated that well um something just popped up in my mind though (laughs) that i wanted to share though when we first started the business i had uh, the newspaper come around and they did like a whole article and she videoed me it was firstly annoying thing it was very last minute so i was not wearing an outfit that i wanted to wear and people were very mean to me in the comments about my looks and that was savage but um the whole premise of the article, I was saying, like, it's not all about, you know, cursing. Witchcraft is this, witchcraft is that. I was trying to explain it was all really good. But the annoying thing was that she titled it The Plymouth Witch That Won't Curse You. And I was like, how do I be uh-huh. like, but I, but I will if you wrong me, though, like, enough. <laughs> yeah. Because that is part of it. But I, but I will. I will eventually at some point if you, if you upset me enough. But, um, and that was really interesting. And I think as well, to be fair, I didn't think about it like that at the time because I was very in a light space but now i reflect on it and i'm like she might she might curse you depending <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on the circumstance um but i just really like i do really like how you articulate that josh i you've impressed me oh <laughs> thank you but yeah I, that's the thing it's it's not because i do find that like i mean i don't know in your guys's experiences um but in mine is like sometimes the most powerful curses are the ones we don't actually mean to make it's like when we're in the heat of the moment and it's like i hope you never have a matching pair of socks and then it's like you know it's it it just goes on from there and and i think that is actually quite a a big plot in a, in a lot of what i would say uh witchy literature there's a book that i read once called the x hex and it's about a woman that was sort of scorned by a lover but not massively and it wasn't really anyone's fault but then she cursed him um like under her breath and she didn't realize how powerful she was. And then 20 years later, he came back and it was like, lost all of his power. But then they fell in love and it was like a proper love story. Oh. Again. And I'm like, I, I'm just, I, I just, I'm a champion for love myself. <laughs> um, but I can be baneful. And I feel like there'll probably be times where I have to be. But I don't I, like imagine if, if anybody gets this reference, Jean Grey in x-men it's like a phoenix i feel like when that day comes it's like the earth will shake beneath me i can't wait for it josh we're we're gonna get we're gonna get some serious business done we're gonna get some serious <laughs> business done and when, when that happens be, i've got mate i've got a list reports. that we need to sort out local plymouth witches cause disarray like, they'll be like a ritual was taking place on tinside beach <laughs> the fire was spotted for miles <laughs> Oh, can't wait for it. Um, you just thrown me off, Josh. To be honest, I'm just <laughs> imagining <laughs> chaos happening, like the city. Like, like you'll you'll be there, man. Down. You'll be there. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm just very love and light. But like I said, I feel like even though I've been spiritual for a long time, I do feel like I'm still new on this journey. Um, mm. And I don't know if I would hex anyone or curse anyone, and like or use baneful magic. And now I'm wondering if I have by accident. Hey, I'm not judging if you have by accident. It's fine if you have. Well, I hope they're all the right is, if I have. Is, is, it's not... It, it, I think it depends on sort of where you put yourself when you're, like, in those areas, when you're going through those sort of events and stuff. And it's mm. it's it can become very sort of, like how to say not nuanced but it can be very tricky territory witchcraft yeah. as a practice is incredibly personal it's deep like i like to try and focus my power when i perform witchcraft because i i put witchcraft under sort of magic and ritualistic practices not that it's different from my spiritual journey they they walk hand in hand but it's more so if I was to categorize myself as a witch, I would say I'm probably like a moon or a white witch. I'm I'm very much mm. in that. I ritualize the moon and the cycles of the moon and I honor those. Um, but sort of 
as a practice and i think because in my own spiritual development i'm very much in the energy of i would treat people as i want to be treated it's yeah. like i wouldn't want to curse someone because i wouldn't want to be cursed but that doesn't mean that i will never curse somebody it just means yeah. that for the moment <laughs> it goes against it but then it it we get into a whole argument of ethics and philosophy which is just too much and do you it's... know just the way the way i say it we we're not um i say we i know you you are very i i, I do say you're very biblical in a really cool way but we are not necessarily adhering to a religious structure are we and that's why no. we get to change our minds and i'm not saying we get to pick and choose and just do dilly dally and do whatever we want but it's like we have that freedom and flexibility within our spiritual journeys as I said, like I don't think I said it earlier, and I probably said it in another episode. Is is I don't consign myself to a religion, to a religious doctrine. It's yeah. like yes, I've read the Bible, but it's like I'm kind of the opposite of a bigot. I will take the best bits of the Bible and quote them, rather than like yeah. oh Leviticus, whatever, whatever. You can't lie with the man unless you're stoned, and it's much better when you're stoned. <laughs> you can cut that bit if you want, Megan. But you no, leave I'm it leaving in. it in. But in it's 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 that sort of we have that fundamental sort of ability to free will and it's like it, you can go back to certain agreements of like if free will is intransigent to god's will or the universe's will then you practicing your magic on someone in a baneful way could be that person's reckoning it could be that thing that goes on to help that person because i as i said that's what baneful magic is there for ultimately it's to make people help themselves in a yeah. way you, my my baneful magic she always has a breakout clause so what i mean by breakout clause is that it will be like here's this baneful thing all of this terrible stuff and i'm very specific by it but i won't go into detail here but all of this terrible stuff will happen to you but if you learn your lesson not to be whatever you may be then you're free of this and I always give that opportunity because I do believe people can learn. And if they never learn, they can suffer for an eternity for all I care. Um, but if they learn, then it's like they got they got that breakout clause. It's very love and light of you to give them the breakout clause. I like it. I might have to start <laughs> doing that now. But yeah, just, just, just remember, say... people are stupid and they might not do the breakout clause because they're idiots. Well, yeah. <laughs> for, any, for any ritualistic practice, people... In, in my personal opinion, always build in a breakout clause, even for yourself, because I have mm. known people that have built in love spells, did not break out a love clause. And it's like, yeah, you, you, you're stuck in this now unless you, you work your way out of it, because it's just, you know, you need to build a breakout clause because you could do a yeah. love spell to be like, I want to meet someone like that. And then that person is not the person you want or that thing. So it's like build a breakout clause for yourself, people. Allow yourself the freedom to change your mind, because as you grow, you haven't got the same mind and the same wisdom as you did when you made the bloody spell in the first place. So it's like yeah. your magic, give it the ability to change and alchemize and mm. transmute. Witchcraft is just energetic contracts without the lawyers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it, well, I mean, fundamentally, witchcraft and sorcery is just the manipulation of energy and in, in, in the supernatural to our thing. It's got the same arguments in it as sort of not prayer as such but like when you pray you're pleading to an external force to change something in mm. your in your reality in whichever facet that takes so it's like even you could go as so far it's going to offend some people to say that prayer is a form of witchcraft i'd say it is yeah I'd also like we said the, like we said in the manifesting episode uh megan like spiritualists call it um manifestation christians call it prayer it all goes hand in hand together some people call um, it magic it's all yeah no, no one everything. is denying the existence of it we're all just calling it something different and working towards it yeah which is pretty incredible i think um but so i have got a um question for you macy um yeah. obviously earlier you were talking about your first spiritual experience kind of and how you got into it What's the craziest spiritual experience that you've ever had? Like just something wild. I don't know. Oh, so many wild things. Um, I have had so many. Oh, I, mm, some of them I don't think I could talk about because I think they are inappropriate. 
um an appropriate that intrigues me a little bit more right we'll talk about that off camera <laughs> yeah we'll have to catch up about that okay so one of okay here's a nice one and a quick one and then i want to talk about the time where josh and i went ghost hunting i think you were there meg with the demon on the stone you remember that josh that was mad so um, um the holy trinity one yeah so the first oh. the first one i want to talk about is uh the spirit i work with so and this is more recently. So I, I felt a spirit around, the feminine spirit. She'd been around for quite a while, especially since I've been reading for people she'd emerged. And I was like, who who this? You know, who, who is this? Um, I spent a lot of time communicating with her, talking to her, and she would give me feelings, intuition. I didn't hear a lot, but I, I always felt she was very near, very protective spirit. And I said to my friend, this spirit is hanging around me. I don't know what to do. And I don't want to get rid of her, but I want to honor her. So I set up an altar for her. Uh, which is just like a little spiritual space. And then I got a pendulum for her and I started communicating her with her with this pendulum and also with this tarot deck. And then I said to her one day, like, can I have your name? And she wouldn't give me a name for ages. And then I was like, okay, if I find the way to figure out your name, will you give it to me? She was like, yeah. So I was going to write the alphabet on a piece of paper, sort of like a Ouija board, to be honest, and get my pendulum and get my pendulum to tell me what her name was. And just as I was about to sit down to do that, she whispered her name to me. And I thought, oh my God, Hello. Um, and then I took some time to research her name and I found her on the census of the, the big Victorian house I used to live in. She lived on the street and basically she, uh, stayed with me this whole entire time since I moved out of that house. She saw the things that happened to me and she has been there to give me strength and guidance the whole entire time. Um, and it's almost, do you know, it's almost emotional to talk about because she has been an incredible support. Um, and I said to her, why did why did you come with me why me and she was like you needed me and I didn't like the house so I wanted to leave so she came with me and that was incredible and I honor her every single day and because daffodils are in season I give her daffodils to put on her altar she's due a fresh set recently she went away for a bit and I was like are you on holiday come back uh but I reached out to her again she was like hey that was a lesson in independence I'm back here for you now and sometimes I'll wake up in the night and I feel startled by things or I'm, I'm a bit stressed or whatever and I, and I just call to her and I say, can you come and comfort me? And it's almost like she energetically puts a blanket on me or it was like she energetically strokes my hair. And that is a really crazy experience and that it's beautiful and that it's powerful. And then the other one is just freaky. <laughs> oh. So we, well, we were all there. We all went to Holy Trinity. And was it, Megan, were you at the very first one? Remember when we went down the, went down the yeah, um, alley? The tunnel. Yeah, yeah, so... I think we have very briefly spoken about this on the episode that's coming out before this, but I would love for us three to talk about it because I feel like that night for me, um, not to make this episode all about me, but was when I realised maybe I am more intuitive than I thought I was. And I remember you guys being like, yeah, you just need to like get involved. Um, And it was wild. Like, I'll let you start off. I have never experienced anything like it and I remember being kind of like nervous was a bit unsure and it was just you know what it was just the pathways the the pathway we went down and it was the crawling the crawling where there was something crawling and Josh and I walked to a certain point and we were like nah and even Josh is even too curious sometimes you I'm like Josh I what do I say to you? I say curiosity kills the cat and what do you say back to me but satisfaction brought it back exactly and i was like but at this point curiosity had killed the cat and we weren't going down there and i remember all of that to go all the way down didn't i um to preface this as well i feel like we didn't say so holy trinity is like it's an old sort of like ruins of a church isn't it and it's a graveyard and there's this very specific you go down these steps and like tunnel and I don't think any of us knew the history of this place. Um, and we were with some paranormal investigators and they just said to more Josh and Macy, because they're more the spiritual ones than I am, um, to walk down and see if they could tune into what actually had happened there. Um, so and that's when Macy we and had, Josh walked um, down. It was, like I say, it was like leering, crawling, fleeing, this sense of ill, this sense of just terror. I think what made it worse is, do you remember the girls that were there when we were there? What they were up to? So yeah, but we didn't realise that until after we'd been down and walked down. It was when we went back up. And we realised what they were doing. Yeah. I I mean, if if, if I can give like... Go on, give your account. 
so so we we went down this sort of path it's it's behind all of like the church and the uh, uh sort of graveyard bit. it's separate but the path um the the guys we were with they knew the history of it but they didn't tell us because it was sort of an exercise for us in our spiritual development and our, our abilities and for me i got the sort of sense of a young boy and a knife and being stabbed that was what i got um and then i don't know if macy if you picked up on the same thing but and then we had this yeah. crawling or you and you and megan actually picked up on the crawling and oh then it, it's such guys, a keyword wasn't the, there the a name we as well we got charlie mm-hmm. because it's literally written in the book that i'm literally sat at right now um, i love that you've kept that we we um yeah so then we were told that actually there was rumors and sort of documents that attribute the pathway to witches and sacrificial acts on children um and sort of satan worship and actually the church itself is actually a base for satanism not so much now but we'll get into what we thought the other people were doing but um there's a a grave there which is actually three three men they've all got the same name grandfather father and son and they were known satanists so they were known satanists and there's rumors that hellhounds guard the 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 crypt essentially of it and it's actually signposted there so if you ever do come to devon and you visit um pop to holy trinity uh in buckfast i am feeling quite cool to go back there do you know what i was literally saying we should go back us three when no 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 so the other day a couple weeks ago i had a dream that i was there and i told josh i feel like i need to go back um why don't we go back next week can next week i'm in birmingham anyway um but so when (laughs) week no i work anyway um (laughs) i when you two you'd gone like sort of halfway down you'd come back and you were with one of the guys i decided to walk the whole way down and i think it was when i was at the bottom of this tunnel thing um that the guy told you the history so i still didn't know and that was when i'd seen like a noose hanging in a tree and i felt like there was like something up in the tree like there and then obviously all of us went down together i don't know if you remember it the way that i remember it but i remember tearing up and i've never like i i don't even know if i can really put it into words the it was just this feeling like a very overwhelming feeling of something bad um yeah and then immediately was, felt like i think this was leave. after the the inference we had with the d word so no, after we went yeah. down to the path the first time because we went down do you remember we went down and then we came back up and that was when we were loitering around the grave. No, it, was, it like... was it was we'd gone back down and then we'd gone back up around the sort of like church bit, but not where the people were. It was when we'd gone back down the second time and gone up to the church. That's when we saw the other people and Macy approached them and asked them a question. And oh no, no, I um I approached so I actually approached them at the start of the night. So we all turn up. Did you? We're all feeling yeah yeah because yeah, we're, we're all feeling spooky. We're all feeling ready. And they were in the little alcove, and I walked up, and I was like, oh, hi, like, what are you doing here? And they were, they were really rude to me, actually. That was the and end I... of the night. Was no, it, it was the end? Beginning. I thought it was no, beginning. No, was it, it the was end? Be... No, because no, be by the time, I promise, yeah, like, genuinely, it was the start, because was they it? were, like, really rude. And, mm. yeah, because they were getting all their, like, dolls and freaky shit out. And I was like, this looks interesting. <laughs> um, they were really oh. rude to me. They, they did not want to play. They did not want to share in the playground. When we... And, um, Oh, carry on. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, yeah, when, when, by the time we got back up, they were using that spirit box and trying to possess themselves, weren't they? Yeah. Like, have you never seen is... any horror film ever? No, like, that was awful. Um, I thought when... when we first got there, sorry, Josh, Um, we were doing the, oh, what's it called? Transfiguration, Transfiguration. In the doorway. I didn't think they were there. The way, like, that's so weird. I remember it so differently. I thought no, they you were went there. up. Yeah, we but like not in that room. I thought when you asked them about the dolls was after we'd been down and done all the tunnel stuff and it was before we no. left because then I was like, we need to leave and I thought we'd left. That's no, so was, weird. That was, is clearly how I remember it. it. It was at the beginning because we wanted to explore that room because it was the only mm. bit that we hadn't been in because they were mm. in there. And there was one of them sat at the altar of where the altar would have been in a church with the spirit box. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then we realised what they were doing because it was after Macy went into the little room and they were rude to her. We went over to where the grave was for the Satanist guys, yeah. and the two there was two people there and they were actually quite nice to us and they were telling us about it. So they were nice. Oh, they to were us. lovely. 
I don't remember those two people. And then we walked down to the bottom and that was when we did all of that. We came back up and that was when we were loitering around the graves and it was like, there's a grave, that's when um, one of the guys said to us, "Um, there's a grave here for, I think it was for a young person and we've seen something here before. There's a headless baby. Like a headless, yeah. That's, yeah, literally. But that's so weird because I don't remember you talking to two people outside the like, the yeah, we to, to be fair, there were there were points where we were separated because there was a group of us. So I think you you may have mm. been with the others. Um, but, but the freakiest thing that that did happen that night, Josh and I, I remember this really vividly. Stood by that gravestone, I was shitting myself because I'd never felt energy like it before, <laughs> and I was like, Sorry. "This is horrifying." And I remember <laughs> Josh seeing it. Josh saying, "Hey, Macy, you can take a look." And I said. No, it's fine. I can already see it in my mind's eye. I knew exactly what it looked like. I didn't need to see that with my real eye. I was seeing it with my third eye. It was horrible. So, <laughs> Wait, I see will... what? Because this was when the... you two were stood on your own and I was stood with the two paranormal guys at the... Um... At the grave. Yeah, because the, grave. So this is... We were... There was like a little alcove bit. It's more of a ruin, but it's just sort of the, the back end of the church, uh, of the graveyard. And they were. we were around this grave of this headless baby. And I had a feeling that something was watching us from around the corner of essentially where this wall was and there was more graves around the corner and I thought there was something watching and the weird thing was for me was the torch if you guys yes. remember the torch so I was holding a torch it wasn't mine it was one of the paranormal investigators and every time I pointed the torch towards the right which is the where the wall was the torch would die like the power would drain out of it but if I turned it back it would come back on so I was like there's something around there the paranormal investigators and, and yourself, Megan, were like, where? And walked around it. And yeah. I, like, there was, it was literally like, I did not want to look. And then as I looked, I saw two like orange eyes on top of the grave of, and it was on top of a cross grave staring at me. And then that's when I said to Macy, like, there's something here. And I was like, I know, I'm, I'm not gonna. And then I looked. <laughs> I, I shone like the light the light kept dying so I got my phone light out and I shined the light and like it was as if nothing was there but you and the paranormal guys were stood right in front of the grave and then when my phone torch went out I saw it again and then that's when I sort of like ah and ran off mm. so we reached our limit was... didn't we <laughs> yeah I remember that but I I didn't realize you'd seen like orange sort of eyes um but while i was stood there i had my back to like the tunnel green tunnel where we were before um and i heard like someone walking down there and at the same time me and one of the paranormal guys turned around we were like did you hear that and it was a scream so it was a crazy place but do you um no did you come back so meg did you come back the second time or was it just josh do you I remember how peaceful it was? Oh, okay. Josh, do you remember how peaceful it was the second time we went when those girls went there and when we walked down the path and how calm everything was? Do you remember how weird that was? We Yeah, I think that was the time we went with Vic. And it was, we we walked all the way down that path, literally to the road. No problem. But mm, I definitely when we walked think... down that path and when we were all stood, the four of us facing each other, and that was when I felt something like behind me. And that was when we pretty much bolted and left. Because we all saw night. something jump from the trees, didn't we? Did you guys see that? Yeah, and it was oh, behind me. And I was like, so that thing that we saw, that all of us saw, I had seen. So, you know, where it was kind of like an archway when we were doing the transfiguration. And like through the archway, there was graves and a massive tree. I don't know if you remember that. But, yeah. um, I remember saying, and I didn't know if I was just psyching myself out because it was the start of night, we were all very excited, but I could see like eyes and the way I guess I would describe it is like something in the position of kind of like a gargoyle um, type thing. Like like that's what I saw. And that is exactly (laughs) what I saw. And I like felt it when we were back down, all of us in that path. And I like, I, it's giving me tingles. That's what I saw, like gargoyle-ish with orange mm. eyes mm. on top of a flipping grave. Brilliant. That you um, were just like, yeah, I mean... I'm going to swan up and bloody stand right in front of it. Well, yeah. Because I don't mind I... getting possessed. <laughs> I, I definitely never said those words. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, want to that... be possessed. That is a paranormal investigation for you. It's bound to give you the willies. It is, but it I was mean, interesting. I have think you we told need to Macy about your event? You got scratched the other night? So, 
okay i don't know if i've already said this on the podcast um a couple it was last week i think i actually met up with an ex but an ex from like five years ago uh we're friends now and we went for a little drive and we went up to the airstrip on dartmoor and he had been seeing um like a tall soldier he kept waking up at three o'clock in the morning um like a couple weeks before this and like kept seeing this like tall soldier figure um and he was like telling me about it anyway then we were listening to music vibing like the it wasn't paranormal vibes it was all good and we popped up and we were in his van and we were just looking out and there was like some lights and stuff but all very normal things and at the same time we both looked at each other and were like did you just see that um and it was like this black figure that was like swaying so he like turned his lights on nothing there but there was like, like three lights the ones on either side was like a house this one in the middle we could not explain it because we would turn the lights on but there's nothing there to show what this light could be like it's not a torch it's not a person nothing there anyway kind of freaked ourselves out so we left then we went round to Baratour, which i've had really weird paranormal experiences there before in the daytime with my mum when i was making a documentary about witchcraft which will be a whole other story i'll tell you some other time but so we literally pulled in we were probably there for a maximum of like two minutes and i'm just sat i think i was wearing like a hoodie or like a t-shirt and a jacket nothing that would cause a scratch and i have actually got the photo somewhere anyway so i literally just went ah what the fuck was that like nothing's behind me like i'm sat in a car anyway i was like oh like just held it i took my hand off and he got his like torch and was shining it on it and i had this massive red like welt like a and a, like a scratch I'll see if i can get the photo and i said the archangel michael prayer and i was like we need to fucking go here is the photo it looks like it's just a spot but there was nothing there when i got home oh the f- mm. lights you have to you have to text it to me it. yeah you're gonna have to text it to me but i believe you obviously Mm. spooky spooky i want to i want to whip out my tarot cards and ask them questions about this because i'm nosy oh <laughs> i mean i've got other questions for you about my potential to inflame because like oh, i told God. you before the call he's back on the scene i can't stop thinking about him but let's let's cut well, let's uh, cut this out <laughs> yeah. oh megan i do have some tea for you though which we won't put in so i can go i can go over it can I really quickly wrap up the podcast because I'm very yes. concerned about my <laughs> And I feel like we're keeping Macy. I'm so sorry, Macy. Yeah, to this be fair, I'm gonna I'm really I'm gonna make a risotto soon. But I um I love you guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean I was gonna I have one last question. Oh Do yeah. Do you okay. have any advice for our listeners about starting their spiritual path, journey, practicing magic safely, just any advice you've got to round up this podcast episode? If if you feel spiritual, if you're someone that's interested in witchcraft, if you're interested in anything that's spiritual, um, take your time to learn about it. Do the research. Books are better than internet research, but, you know, go careful on the internet. Um, pick what you're drawn to, to learn. Start with protection magic if it's witchcraft. And never, ever, ever, ever let anyone tell you that you can't do it for whatever reason. Because frankly, their reason is probably bullshit and you should just allow yourself to do it because you will not only open up a magical path completely for yourself and the world around you, but it will put you in the driver's seat of your life and you will be attuned to the universe. Um, And it will bring you so much joy and so much love and so much happiness and it will help you become more well-rounded and it will melt it will kind of help you feel whole again as well um so just follow it if you're if you're feeling spiritual if you're feeling witchy research it go with it um and don't feel like it has to look like the aesthetic either it literally doesn't um sometimes my witchcraft literally looks like stirring intention into my coffee or like mundane witchcraft such as saying that an item is blessed today or like of my jewelry or something it doesn't have to be aesthetic let yourself do lazy mundane witchcraft if you have to um and just allow yourself to be inspired because life is too short we literally live on a rock and nothing is worth your peace <laughs> i absolutely love that that was so empowering <laughs> um josh any final words um just make it part of your daily practice that's what i do and did like uh, even just blessing a glass of water 
just something as simple as that. It's a really good way to get started. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Macy, for coming on. This episode has been incredible. I feel like it's, don't want to say it, but maybe my favourite one so far. Um, yeah, so that it's, has been... Oh, come on, Josh. It's definitely my favourite. Oh. I feel like I have to stay neutral, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's not a visual okay. podcast. Yeah, and oh, just to let, let people know, you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram you can find me on tiktok um and come and visit the shop in plymouth market and i'll read your tarot cards for you whether you're a believer or a skeptic just come and check us out we also have a dog if that helps anyway so this has been episode five of the luminosity podcast with little lady witching <laughs>